0: how would how would somebody just start journaling grab a pen and a piece of paper and just start writing
1: everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are the Hope Network and uh, my name's Barry.
0: And I'm Michelle.
1: And we're your co-hosts today for sharing about uh, different coping skills as we've been interviewing people that have been sharing from their heart how what they found to be helpful. And so we're going to delve into it and we're going to play a little recording of an interview I had with somebody who did a group i love that we are at the part or at the level
0: barry that we are interviewing people Isn't now that exciting we've made it folks <laughs> yes <laughs> yes
1: you will autograph soon <laughs> right. right yes okay. yes we'll set up so a we'll booth. play the recording and then we're going to talk about it i'm so glad that we could find time cindy to talk because your talk discussion about journaling is fascinating to me honestly i I've never heard of something quite as interesting as what you have shared and uh, let's let's take our listeners back a little bit into kind of how did you find out about this journaling group?
2: Uh, my husband and I had just moved to Plainfield and I was looking to meet some new people and there was a, a yoga room downtown Plainfield that was offering a journaling class and I took it really just to learn. Something new and to meet some new people in my town.
1: Okay, did you know at that time your husband was already in the hospital, or was no? He He was not even diagnosed. No, we we had
2: moved here about four years before he was diagnosed.
1: Okay, so you were in the journaling group, wanting to connect with other people, and so you once you set, set up that time, then. There was a period of time when your husband was diagnosed with cancer.
2: Right. When I started the group, everything was fine. We just were a regular family. Okay. He was diagnosed during that time I was journaling and passed away during the time that I was journaling. And the journaling group became a support group for me, ultimately, um, even though I took it for no reason Like that.
1: Right. That's not where you started. Right. That's where you finished. And then this group became um, supportive. Does that mean that other people in the group were having likewise life changing events going on?
2: No. Most were younger. Some were having just the regular daily challenges of raising young kids. One was getting close to retiring, um, had a husband who was older than us, those complications. Uh, all in all, it was just regular people, just sure. regular people. Well, it
1: sounds like something the park district would put on and people would go to it to take us a class, but uh, it became more meaningful to you. Um, so as as time went on, then those people are still in this area where you live?
2: The leader, Deb, who was the leader of the group, she moved away. And we, at that point, were only getting together once a month in each other's homes. Um, the actual group had disbanded. It started out originally with about 15 people. It ended up being about five of us that stayed close. Shadeb moved to Colorado, and then she moved to Milwaukee, and then just recently has moved back into uh, the Chicago area.
1: Well, so your uh, journaling then would be obviously a lot different than some of the other people in your group because of subject matter. Can you describe what you thought journaling was going to be about when you started and what it became for you later?
2: Journaling, I just, I love creative outlets. I always have. And so I just thought, I think in my own way, I probably did journal a little bit, just writing thoughts per request, that kind of stuff. But this was a concentrated way to get your thoughts down. It wasn't, it wasn't, topical in the sense like I didn't we didn't write about oh your husband has cancer what is that like it was more just a word that um different people it meant different things to different people depending on where they were in their life so things come out that you don't even know are in your head when you're journaling
1: when our our uh, podcast is all about coping Uh, with chronic issues in your life because all of us will face those if we're not in the middle of them now we will be at some point in our life probably did you see find a therapeutic value to journaling
2: absolutely yeah it was a close group of friends what made our group so amazing was we journaled about deep stuff so we knew nothing about who was married to who, who had children, who lived where, who did what for a living. We knew nothing about that. We only knew people on their deepest level. So when things would come up, like my husband's diagnosis, it took on a totally different supportive role. But my journaling, I mean, the word could be something totally unrelated, like a word like hope or... um, creativity or just something but what would come out on paper from my head was a lot of it had to do with uh, coping with cancer
1: i can see the segue here into describe for us a typical journaling meeting for us how would it start and finish
2: um the leader would sometimes have a topic such as what's your favorite color in the crayon box and why she would set a timer, maybe five minutes, maybe two to begin with, maybe eight eventually. And you just write and write and write. And then when you think you're done, maybe five minutes, you think you're done, you can't stop writing. You have to continue to write until the timer goes off. And it's all that junk that comes out between the time you think you're done and the actual time the t- timer goes off. That's the stuff in your head that keeps you up at night. That's the stuff that bogs you down and wears you down. And um, it doesn't even make sense what comes out. It's often just gibberish, but it's in your head. And it's fascinating what comes out.
1: Yeah, well, and I would think it doesn't matter if it makes sense to you at the time. You just need to say it. You need to write it out. And, and, And so you're able to then share kind of like your deepest feelings about... How you are that day at that moment, huh?
2: Right. Yes, you can put your deepest feelings. I think what's most fascinating is what you're not even aware of that comes out. Okay. I think that's the most fascinating part of journaling. Because
1: you're you're pushing forward because of the timer. You have to keep writing. Right. And it does force you to say something thing there doesn't it right now I mentioned that uh, journaling was on our list of things to do as a coping skill and uh, I had a lady who had lost a son in a diving accident very tragic situation he had a, literally had a seizure underwater while he was scuba diving and he drowned and uh, the this lady who was his mother He was a grown adult. You're never prepared for a pain like this anyway. But when I mentioned about journaling, she immediately, I mean, she was very reactive to me. She said, I hate journaling. I don't want to journal. And if she was sitting at your table right now with us today, what would you say to her about hating journaling? What would you say from your perspective?
2: Well, one of the girls in our group um, who I love dearly, hated journaling. And okay. she would tell you she hated journaling. And um it's a joke today, but what it is is you hit topics that you don't want to talk about, you don't want to journal about. Um, often our leader would put words or questions in a bucket or in a jar and we would just pull a word like ripped out of a magazine like Hope or whatever, creativity. And you had to journal on it and you knew by the topic name that maybe, maybe it was patience or you knew you didn't have it and you didn't want to go there. And what we used to say is the thing that you don't want to journal about is what you need to journal about. And that was kind of our adage. And we really didn't give a lot of slack with that. You had to, if you pulled it, you had to journal about it. If you pulled that
1: color. That color. <laughs> the that color of the crayon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't want to talk about that, I mean, it's just like human life. If you don't want to talk about it, it's probably the deepest issue you need well, to uh, address. our brains
1: go into a protective mode, don't right. they? They try mm-hmm. to keep us from entering into painful areas, and they may be mentally painful. I remember reading on a church a billboard one time I thought was very profound. It said on there, not all pain is visible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's deep. That You can be hurting inside and not have a physical problem necessarily, but you can be hurting.
2: Right. And I think, too, when you get real, which is what you're doing, you're kind of dumping your emotions onto paper. So you're not really controlling ooh, is this politically correct? Is this? You're not filtering, you're dumping.
1: Right, that's and a good point.
2: I think that's the part is, you know, with coping, with um, an illness in a family, you know all the right things to say and you feel all the right things, but you also feel anger. You feel like, why did I deserve this? Um, why did I get the rug pulled out from under my life? Why did my children... So I think if you're, I think you're more apt to be real when you have no control over. You're not filtering anything. You're just putting it on paper. Um, we used to read our journals to each other, so you were vulnerable in that sense. And that
1: was part of the group session, then.
2: Right, unless you felt uncomfortable. Um, so we read them. So we did know that we were gonna say these words out loud, but we also knew it was a safe environment and that we weren't gonna be judged. By what we put on our paper, because it was in our subconscious, and it just came out. So
1: sure, that it's a beautiful journaling. For most of us, is a thought that we're we could picture ourselves in our lazy boy at home, just quietly listening to music, very isolated, very a, a one person uh, experiencing. Yet here you were doing group journaling I've never heard of that before right and and now you have kept in contact somewhat and just met with the ladies again a couple weeks ago
2: right 20 years later we still talk about the bond um, that we've had and hope to rekindle at this point once a month and get back into it now that we're the ages of 40, 50, 60, and 70. We were 20, 30, 40, and 50, basically. Sure. And life is different now. Right.
1: It was different then than it is now. And uh, you're exploring it together. Cindy, thank you so much for opening your heart, your mind to sharing with us. And I want to encourage all of you that are listening that, journaling not only can be a very liberating experience for you but it can come in so many forms we had laura just stop in and she was talking about her painting journaling she paints with colors how she's feeling and this is an expression of her journaling I hope you join us again as we continue this journey. Thank you so much again, Cindy. You're
2: welcome. All right, thank you.
1: Well, what do you think, Michelle, after hearing that? That's very honest, wasn't it? Very. She's a really good interviewee. Very open, which I appreciate. I, I thought so, too. Yeah. I mean, I journaling, I, if there's anything about our coping skills, I felt like journaling is the one thing Thing that mm. everybody would say they either like it or they don't I
0: agree there's almost no in between right I thought um, I was a little mind blown that she that she was saying that the things that come out at that time where you think you're done but you're actually not done and you have to continue writing may not make sense but generally those are the things that we need to talk about because they're like it's almost like they're in our subconscious yeah and then they make their way to the front and then onto the paper yeah. I found that interesting, and I really want to sit with that.
1: The uh, brain tries to protect itself, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It sure does. So it shields uh, you, us, all of us, mm-hmm. from maybe from pain, some from pain trauma. that we feel, yep. deep pain, Absolutely. mental pain.
0: And not only does it does it try to protect ourselves, it literally creates different neural pathways in our brain that can protect ourselves but then cause issues in the future. <laughs> Yeah, So journaling, I believe, can help that immensely.
1: There is a real truth to that, and I think that uh, what we're finding as we do it, I picture journaling as sitting back in the Lazy Boy recliner with a notebook and a light in the early hours of the morning and writing down, and that just felt very laborsome Mm, to me. mm -hmm. But when I talked with Cindy... That was very interesting to think of a journaling in a group setting. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd never heard of that.
1: I never did either. I think it's brilliant. And, and in fact, ironically, before we started the recording, her neighbor dropped something by and her neighbor is into journaling as wow. well. Wow. But she journals by painting, a, painting mm. colors mm-hmm. in a notebook. And it doesn't mean that it is a portrait it right. a, by any means. It's just a matter of, I feel red today. And she just throws it in there. So it's another way of doing it, isn't there? Journaling, you own it. It can be anything you want it to be. It might be that you're just writing down a number. Number seven. Mm -hmm. You write it down, close the book, that you're done for the day. There's no requirement. It's yours. It's Boy, in, in your life, if you are going through some difficult times, You can feel like there's a lot of chaos surrounding Mm -hmm. you. Journaling returns some order because Mm. you're having to focus your thoughts, your heart, your mind. Everything has to be focused on the doing.
0: Oh, how therapeutic just to get those thoughts on paper.
1: Right, right. And wouldn't it be fun to go back and read the journal? I don't know. Depends Maybe
0: on the day. That, well that's the reality. <laughs>
2: that's
0: but it would be I mean and this isn't journaling, but I am I'm part of a group on Thursdays. It's a trauma group essentially. But um, we are repeating the same study that we did last year purposely. Oh really? And I find it so interesting going through my answers even from one year ago. And and this the change in one year. So even taking that into consideration in regarding journaling, I think that'd be so cool. Like, let me look to see what I wrote twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, where were you at? Right at that mentally, point?
0: emotionally, literally speaking, well, where sure. were? Yeah,
1: yeah. You could be in a different job. Yes. with a different person. You could be with all sorts of things. Can be changed, and it really would impact your uh, perception mm-hmm. of what you're writing down. But you, do you journal? Barry? I don't that's why I don't either it's folks laborsome, you <laughs> know right it was just something that was shared principally by Cindy Yes, and how therapeutic yes. it was for her during her husband's cancer journey
0: I used to I used to journal and then that changed when I broke my neck cuz it hurts my arm but you know what I do that is a form of journaling for me is I have a recorder that I will talk into
1: Oh, so that is journaling again. You're only. So I'm still trying to get it out right,
0: and I'm a talker, so that works (laughs) works well. Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you've never been accused (laughs) of being an overtalker, I guess, but maybe you have. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's. Well, see for you an audible uh, reference to Mm -hmm. how you're feeling that day. Can, can be very inflection of mm-hmm. your voice I mean you can tell by the energy even on our podcast Absolute, we can yes. tell I'm yes. sure we'll look back to our first episode and say oh man how did we even keep going <laughs> even this morning we had trouble with had the software technical difficulties oh yeah so but that's we piled through yep. we worked through it and uh here we are and that's kind of like life it's it is painful at times. There are things that will shake us up, and some people in a church setting might even say, "Well, because you lack faith." It has nothing to do with I agree, that. I agree. It, mm-hmm. it has to do with the reality of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter uh, if it's temporary or permanent. Mm-hmm. You need some time to share. Mm-hmm. Open up your heart.
0: How would how would somebody just start journaling? grab a pen and a piece of paper and just start writing
1: you could do something that simple yeah. you could do like you did just uh, on your phone mm-hmm. you can hit the record mm-hmm. button and record it can be a video it can be mm-hmm. audio only i like the audio only mm-hmm. that's why we're on a podcast because you don't have to get dressed up in the morning right. and impress anybody but you you know it's just like any routine don't you think an exercise we can say, well, I'm going to run five miles today, and then you can't, and so you quit. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. point is setting goals that are reasonable, mm-hmm. attainable, um, can can I do that, and make that goal. And if you don't, reduce the goal and start again. I'm a fan of
0: writing small goals, creating small goals to reach a bigger goal.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. Even planning it, you could say every 30 days, I'm going to revise my goals. Mm-hmm, Actually, mm-hmm. I wrote that down in my book called Pause.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It, because it was a matter of reflection. It was a matter of uh, the whole book is focused on taking time to plan your thoughts. And every 30 days was in the book. Every 30 days, you renegotiate your contract with yourself. And why not? You own it. It's okay. Don't feel guilt. I agree. Don't feel guilt when you don't achieve it because Mm -hmm. you are going to have a tendency to be an overachiever in any new venture because you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And I just say,
0: just don't, yeah, don't beat yourself up. Like you said, if you don't reach it, just keep pushing through.
1: Well, yeah, and that is the challenge. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to give up. But whether it's in exercise or whether it's in uh Start off small, intentionally. Start intentionally, off small. Start you can small. always increase it the next day. Mm-hmm. Intentionally, start off by just maybe going day one of your journaling journey. Just spend that day buying a new book, a blank book at the local store, and getting a special pen that you designated for this. Uh, or maybe it's just a matter of grabbing a sheet of paper out of mm-hmm. your printer. Mm-hmm. Or but, even your
0: computer if you're a typer. It doesn't matter. Well, just yeah. get it
1: on. A lot of people are printers. Right. Yeah. Yep.
0: I don't type, so that's not my thing. <laughs> I do, but with one finger and very slowly.
1: I am slow too. <laughs> I heard about sticky keys. I have explored that. I don't know what that totally means, but evidently I'm okay with there not are people typing with one arm that have found that yeah. sticky keys speeds up their typing. Mm. So I've written two books since my stroke. It's been a slow slog, a slow steady to, to get through it because the left hand isn't very cooperative. Right, uh, but I I keep telling my left arm, no free lunches. You gotta be doing <laughs> something. I love that. And uh, no free so lunches. So I I will bring it the left hand up on the keyboard and make it pick a couple of keys. Good for you. And uh, just make it do that. But anyway, so but journaling is an adventure in and all of itself, and uh, we're coming close to the end of our time together. Michelle, any last thoughts that you have on Mich- I Michelle?
0: I have a thought just quickly, and, and I just I this is just coming to mind. Journaling should not replace therapy or counseling. Like that's a theme that keeps running through my mind, and I feel like I need to say that. Someone needs to hear that today. It should not replace therapy or counseling, but it can certainly walk alongside of that. And if you can't afford a therapist or counselor, this is a good start. And but just keep I going think, with I
1: it. I think that's a great thing. In fact, your journaling can be a uh, resource. You can bring to mm-hmm. your counseling session. Exactly. And you can tell the, your counselor what you felt like each of the days earlier. Right, because so journaling you know, is
0: very therapeutic, yeah. but it's not your therapist.
1: I, I think that's great because you won't see things that they might see. Right. Because you're blinded by that. It's really weird. The brain will shut it down on you. you got to give it over, have somebody help
0: you. Yeah, and help Take you navigate through oh, it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's not a diary. It's and not I'm a gonna diary. I'm going to end it yeah, here with this, that. but uh, journaling is not a diary where you have to have it, a lock on it and all this business or keep it hidden. Not at all. It can be very open, depends on you because mm-hmm. you own the journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, I want to remind everybody about our website, mm. TalksAboutHope.com. And www. Do you even have to say that anymore? TalksAboutHope.com. <laughs> talks <laughs> TalksAboutHope.com. All one word, plural talks and dot com go there you can see our pictures whatever they well, are we
0: look like right michelle put a face to the name michelle
1: put such a great picture up on the <laughs> website and i i had up my game and i changed my picture because i didn't want to be outdone. well thank you for like, that what? that was
0: just putting up my iphone on my tripod i'm like all right let's see what i can get right. it's, just, <laughs> it's just my ego
1: <laughs> but Thanks for joining us. Please hang with us. Make comments on our website. We'd love to answer your questions. We're both in a number of support groups. We'll be glad to take it and make that another Mm -hmm. resource for you. Mm -hmm. We can share your thoughts, and it's very private. Again, you own it. You own it. Thank you again. Have a great day.